0: Good morning, good day to everyone. We're on page three forty eight in the My Mother Melukatim Gimel, which is also printed the Mimer in the safe of my of the of Kontrasim Chalik of the previous Rebbe, and we're at the paragraph which begins with Vihine uh, Lahovin Schloishe inyonim Elu no, I'm sorry. We're at the par- we're on three uh forty six the paragraph which begins with va'ata tzadokh lehovin peirusha <clears throat> So, to uh, recap briefly what we learned yesterday, we concluded learning the section of the meimer that deals with constructive criticism. Maybe after we finish the entire meimer, uh or at a later point, we will learn together a letter from the previous rebbe that's relevant to this idea of constructive criticism, uh, because over there he 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 really he really recaps nicely the points. But for now, the what we learned is that it's important to include yourself when you're giving criticism to others, to be modest when you give the criticism and to think about the wrong and not who is the one who's wrong. It's not relevant. Those are some of the conditions for constructive criticism. Now he goes back in the next chapter to the first interpretation of the verse that we began with the Maimer, which is from Kohelis, chapter 10, verse 4. So let's see, he refreshes our memory here with that interpretation and how we are to understand it. We must understand, now we must understand the interpretation of the first, of the Targum. On the verse, David, in Kohelis, there's the Targum of Yonason. And he says like this, Imruach HaMoshel. Who does Imruach HaMoshel refer to? The spirit of Moshe? Shemefarish al Yetzir Hara. He says, this refers to the Yetzer Hara, to the evil inclination. The de De'ein, the de'yitzra, bisha, That's boch. That's, Arama- that's Aramaic. What does it mean? That it's not the ein; it's the in. By the way, it's you see under the aleph. Look inside, guys. There's a a khirik, a, a, a dot. It's not a seyri. A it would be ein. Ein is in Hebrew. Ein means no. In in Aramaic, with a dot under the aleph means yes. The in rucha the yitzra, it is. The spirit of the inclination, the yetzer HaRa, Bisha, the embarrassing one. That's how we know <clears throat> it refers to the evil inclination. Metalbuch dominates, rules over you. I'm sorry I didn't hear. What? The bisha is Ra, it's not embarrassing. It's Ra in Aramaic. Right, okay, that's what I meant. But but yeah, I know it's Aramaic. Okay, but yeah, Ra, right. Metalbuch. <clears throat> if it if it enters you. <clears throat> if it, it dominates over you. In this world, which is a place of darkness, and thicker darkness, on earth, you have two things. You have darkness, and you have a faila, a thicker darkness, <laughs> what's palpable and Observable and kind of tangible is either darkness, or worse darkness, a And then he adds a and specifically, during the time of the exile, that darkness covers the earth. In other words, like this, even Yoni, of, of the Bais HaMikdash. The world was still a limited world. The sun rose, the stars came out, the, the trees were there. In other words, Gashmias, the physical material world, has limitations, and that itself is already a darkness. Even at a time when, let's say it says, but the time of Shleim HaMelech, it, it it was it was ishtachas Everyone had their vineyard. Everyone had their 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 fields. It was a very good time. Are you going to tell me that that was the geula time? No. It wasn't Mashiach's time. So there was a certain amount of cheshek and alfa then too. he says, but more specifically. During the time of Golus, the Now it's not just Yehuda, a time of darkness. The darkness oretz it covers the earth. It's all over the place. Wherever you go, there's a sinkhole. Oh Horu So at that time when the darkness is so thick, so coarse, and it's all over the place, and it covers up the audits, that time, God forbid, the Yetzirah is the leader, the governor, the monarch. The Yidjai said, and more so, he goes back now to the to the continuing words of the targum Yehudis Kimiz Gabe LeMisach Aloch. It it overpowers you, to dominate you. It's not that the the is one place, and from time to time he comes and gives you a bother and makes you nuts and tells you to transgress and on and on. But he's he's overpowering you constantly. The yitzre Shalodom is Gaber olav bechol yoyim. The of a person overpowers a person, or tries to, every single day. Like I told you, you could be 94 and the Yetzirah is on fire. He ne al-tanach, comes along, shleimah Melech, with his great wisdom, and he continues in the verse, mekoimcha al-tanach, don't forsake your place. What's the Targum's interpretation of those words? So he quotes them. Your good place that you conducted yourself to be in, don't forsake. Don't give away that good place that you established for yourself to be a good person. What is that good place? He tells us further, the Targum. The Asrach Tav the good place is the place of Torah. Why is the good place the place of Torah? Kimarpe. Again, that's going back to the verse in Kohelis. Kimarpe, Yaniyah, Chatoyim, the Arum, and he quotes the Targum. Arum, pisgome, oraisa, is bidiu, ot, osu, la alma. Because different Torah, words of Torah, were created to bring. Health to the world. So, a place of health, Shalom, right? A, a place of health. A spa is a place of health. A Schwitzbad, if you use the Schwitz, a place of health. Health is a good place. Since the Torah is a place of health, you don't forsake your Torah. Although the Yetzirah is mounting an attack on you daily. Go to your place of Torah and you will create healing in your life and in everyone else's life. He says further, The words of Torah are a healing for the concealment, for the hiding of Hashem's presence within the world. So, if a person says, I don't see Hashem around me, it's very dark, the shtus is all around me, go into your taira, learn tighter, And when you immerse yourself in learning that you are in a place of light and a healthy place. And by strengthening yourself in this good place, this through this you will alleviate great transgressions. So what we have here is a very different interpretation of the verse in Koyhelus. Until now, we were we were really focusing on the second interpretation of the Imruach Hamoishel. Who, does, who and what is Vimruach HaMaishel? It refers to a person who is in a position of authority. And Shleimah Melech cautions him and tells him, I know you're a big shot, but remember, don't be a big shot. You're in a big position. Don't forsake your humility. And we spoke all about that. That was the bulk of the Mimer till now. Almost the entire Mimer, except the first chapter. Now... He goes back to the first interpretation, which, which, which. the Moshel doesn't refer to a, the person who's in a position of authority, but it refers to the Yetzer Hara who dominates over the person. And Shleim HaMelech is telling that person, and each and every one of us, we have something that will bring healing to yourself and to the world, i.e. Torah. So, although the yetsahara is driving you mad, get into Torah, pizgome doreisa, learning Torah, and that's a place of light, and that will that will save you from the yetsahara. That's that's the interpretation. Before I go further, I want to make sure everyone understands. Any questions? Yes. Yes. I'm assuming I mean, we haven't gotten to it, but I'm assuming from the beginning of this mimeur when he's talking about. The two chayshahs, right? I'm assuming that the one that we're in right now is, is this one that we're talking about, not the second one. Um, we're talking you're talking about, we're talk, he says that during the time of Golos, not only is it chayshah and afela, which is heavier darkness, even within the heavier darkness, it's spread all over the place. It's like you can be a person can have in his personal life darkness. But he goes out, and it's not that dark. Right? In his house, he doesn't have so much light. Outside, it's light. We're living at a time during Golos. We're outside. Yechaseh <laughs> The darkness covers the light. So that is the time we're living in. Yes, the time of Golos. The two interpretations, Yoni, I don't want you to get mixed up, are whether... Imruach um, HaMoshev. Who is the Moshel? So the first... The first interpretation was the motion is the Yetzer The second one was the Moshele is the per, the person who is in a in a position of power. We and then the Mimer went to explain the f- second interpretation first, and now he goes back and, and 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 talks about the first interpretation. Let's continue. So being that being that he that what's the antidote to the darkness? that's prevalent all over it's torah so now he starts an entire discussion about different three aspects of torah okay so you gotta halt and cup as we say in yiddish you gotta pay attention the three ideas in torah let's see what he says and this is something that's mentioned throughout Hasidus. so it's a good a good um, review <laughs> our sages of blessed memory saying the gabotza fifty two two, in pogebach minuvulzem if this disgusting one and rashi says who is this disgusting one yetsir <laughs> the evil inclination he comes to comes to you and he bothers you moshehu lebase midrash shlapem moshehu comes the word mashiach Pull him into the base of Medrash. You feel like he's getting to you and he's schlepping you and he's getting you into his web. Immediately run to the shul, run to the base of and he's being schlepped with you. Now he's in your territory. You're not in his territory. That's what the Gemara says in Sukkah. The HaTayda, Hirifua, is healing. She merape as nefesh The taira David actually cures the animal drive. The nefesh abames, the yetsirah. The gam bezesh nein yonim. And in this aspect, there are two issues as well. Horisha. In the first one is shehi marpe loshir rifkoyim. The first one is that the that the taira loosens. The 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 pull of the yecher when you schlep the yecher hara into base medrash, his web, his his grasp on you and his bear hugging you is opened. It's not as tight. Okay. Vahasheni, and the second issue that happens when you schlep the Yetsahara into the base medrash, shehiloshin rafua. It actually brings healing to you and to the Yetzirah, to the Nefesh abamish. And he explains the Godly soul invests itself, Mislabesh from the word Lavush, it encloses itself in the animal drive, in the Nefesh abamish. It's not as though the Godly soul, the Neshama, is one place and the nefesh abamis and the bodies elsewhere no they're in one body and being there in one body there is a unity a, between them and the nefesh elikias being the the soul the Shama that senses ha-kodesh baruchu, godliness is felt by it hence when it encloses itself and invests itself in a body it looks to impress and impact the goof, the body and the Nefesh abamis. Top of 347, continuing in his words. And in this investment, The powers of the godly soul are revealed in the Nefesh abamis. It's not as though the Nefesh Elikis dresses itself up in the Nefesh Abames, and it allows the Nefesh Abames to take it for a ride to all foolish places and all foolish things. If the Nefesh Elikis is really in its prime, it reveals itself. That's what he says, Shmuel, on the line, in the top line, It's not only Yehuda that is there, it's revealed in it. What does it mean revealed in it? You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. And I'm godliness. I'm a part of God. I'm a neshama. So we're going to be neshama-like. Hine, <speaking in Hebrew> next line, ha-teirah, nikras, oiz Chazal teaches, teirah is called mightiness, oiz, <speaking in Hebrew> and salvation. But since so she also me comes from the word mateshes, it it weakens. He says, "She mateshes koyach ha nefesh The nefesh elikis weakens the koyach of the nefesh abamis. When they koyach and that and it, and it does something else. Very interesting. Listen to this: When the nefesh abamis becomes weaker, it adds strength to the nefesh al-i-kis. You Understand?" This is why I'm saying they're intertwined. Because you could say like this, okay, by learning Torah, I weaken my tibis, my nefesh kiss is the same nefesh kiss and what happens is that my tibis of the nefesh abamis are more dormant, are weaker. So that's true, but the Rebbe says more so. That itself Add strength to the nefesh elikis. Why? Because our koyach is being used up of it by the nefesh Abamis. Hashem gave us a mind. Hashem gave us a heart. Hashem gave us hands and feet. And imagine it's being used for foolishness, for nefesh Abamis. So it weighs on you. If you, if you don't use it for nefesh abamis that koyach, that strength, is still there, and, and 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 it benefits the nefesh elikis. So you're putting on tefillin, and you're going to visit the the, the people who are not well, and educating your children, and, and and learn, and being nice to people, and everything else is with more passion. Why? Because you have that koyach of the nefesh abamis, that's there, that was not used for stupidity, so now it's used for kedusha. This is a very important point that we don't emphasize usually. It's like, if you eat, the food s- makes you sluggish, right? The, if you eat healthier or, and less and all that, you have more kayach. When you use the food for eating and overeating and, and the wrong foods and all that, it gives koyach, but it gives koyach to, to a nefesh abamis and and to a sluggishness. So it's wasted. When you loosen it, when you when you give it away to to be used for the proper things, that same koyach that 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 could have been used for to make you weak, makes you stronger. So let's continue inside the my third line. It says in Tilim Hashem Hashem Strength he gives to his nation. If it game comes along the Targum and interprets. Havaya Yohiv. Hashem. Torah he gives to his people. Look at this, Shalom. The verse says Hashem Oiz. God gives Ois. Oiz means strength, power to his people. The Targum interprets the word oiz not as physical strength, but "oraisa" Torah. Hashem gives Torah to people, to his people. Vahainu, why does the Targum make that interpretation? It says that they shehateire as koyach ba nefesh Because Torah gives koyach. Torah is the fuel for our nefesh halikis. That it should overpower the Nefesh Abamis. And when that's done, the Nefesh The power of Taiva, which we call Koya the power of lust and desire, it doesn't mean just lust in one area, it means power of desire, passion and desire in unhealthy things, whatever they may be, are Nechlash, are weakened of the nefesh abamis and add it to the nefesh kiss So that's why it says, when it's the Rebbe explains, so when the Torah says, Hashem oiz yitein, when Tehillim says, it says in Tehillim Tanakh, Hashem gives oiz, the Targum says, you talk about power? You talk about strength? You know what's power? Tehidah. When you learn Tehidah and you immerse yourself in Tehidah, what happens is, you strip the koyach for the nefesh abamis and you transfer it to the nefesh alikis. So you're actually adding koyach to the nefesh alikis. That's the interpretation. Right. the So now that he mentions Torah, so as I told you earlier, he goes now into three details within Torah. Okay, this is a very, very orderly chapter. Right? So now it tells us what aspect of Torah accomplishes this. There is Torah in general, Yoni, learning Torah. But what is it about Torah that makes this transition, moving the energy from the Nefesh Abamis to the energy of the Nefesh Elikis? says the Rebbe. We find three ideas in the avoda, in the service of Torah, what are they? The it says in Devarim, Torah no Yaakov, the Torah that was commanded to us, that Moshe commanded us in the name of Hashem, it's an inheritance to the congregation, the kehila of Yaakov, Jacob, Yaakov, the Yid. So here in this pasuk, the Torah is called what? Yerusha, an inheritance, every ye inherits Torah, I don't care where, what, he, who, they, every Jew, it says, inherits the Torah, you know an inheritance, you don't choose, right? You're lucky if you get it, but in this case, every Jew gets it, Torah tziva lanu maysheh marashak Yaakov, You belong to Yaakov, you belong to Yidin, you get Tayra. You like it or not, it's yours. It's yours. Now, what you do with it, you have free will. But it's yours. You don't need a lawyer to open up the will and send you the funds. You have it. Well, that's the first aspect of one aspect of Tayra the and other times we find that chazal say he quotes quote, prepare yourself to study Torah." for it is not an inheritance to you. You don't get it automatically, but you have to Has-kein. You got to prepare yourself. Wow, a contradiction between two sources of Torah. Is it an inheritance Yoni, or is it not? So we're going to see that in a moment. This Mishnah in Pirkei Ovos contra- seems to contradict the verse of that Torah is an inheritance for every yid. Torah is not an inheritance to you, Upedesh Rashi, Rashi says, Al Taimah, don't say, since, since my father was a great Chokhom, I'll also automatically be a big Talmud Chokhom, a big Chokhom Godel, without effort. And we all know it don't work that way because we know plenty of fathers who are very Talmud scholarly, Talmud Chachamim and the kids, their sons, their daughters, whatever, are not that way. So Rashi says, you have to work and put effort on mastering Torah and learning Torah to be a Talmud Chochem. It's not you can sit back on your loins and watch Monday night football and become a Talmud Chacham. Instead of three, four hours watching football and eating popcorn and wasting your time, learn, because you're up, or you're sleeping. But obviously you're not sleeping because the game starts at eight, eight o'clock or whatever, or the World Series, or a regular game, and it goes to 11, and if it's overtime, it goes to 12, you got three, four hours, and then you hit the sack. Well, you could have learned tighter then. Oh, you're lazy. You're not interested. No problem. But you're not going to be a Talmud Chochem. You're not going to be a Talmud Chochem. And when I was in Yeshiva, and I'm sure when you guys were in Yeshiva, or when you, you know people were in Yeshiva, there were guys who had much better heads, I told you this once, than, than my friends and I. The, the higher class of Maristown, they had much better heads. But we knew, a lot of us knew better how to learn than they did. You know why? Because we were more diligent. And they just took it for granted. Yeah, they got it right away, right? So why do I have to schwitz? I might as well, you know, either sleep a little bit, come late, you know. I had a chavrusa once, actually more than once, like a genius head. He, He got everything right away. But, but, he would come late. He wouldn't come. So there's no question that I ended up learning much more than he did. Now, I'm not saying that certain things he did, he understood better because of his better head, right? But as far as quantity, I probably knew much more than him. Because he took it for granted. So that's what we're saying here. Taylor is a Yerusha. And uh, what it says in Pirkei is, it's not a Yerusha. I don't care if your father is this genius and this bigrov and all that. If you don't sit and put the time in and you don't hurry in Taira, you are not going to know Taira as much. You you might have a great head. So what? So what? There are plenty of people who have great heads and they waste it. Or they don't waste it, they decide to go in other pastures, which is another thing. So that's what we're saying. In Cain, continuing, Why do we need Yagiyah? V'imkain lo matzricham yigir. So what, what do you mean? What? What? Oh, v'imkain lo matzricham yidiah In other words, if you assume that it'll come automatically, why would you need effort? And finally, we'll conclude with this today. U'matzino eid in yishlishi. We find the third thing. V'hu shatayra nikras matana. Ya'ina, you hear? There's a third level of Torah. So again, let's recap. The first one, what we call, Yehuda, Yerusha. The second aspect of Torah we call, Yegiyah, effort. Now comes the third aspect of Torah, Matana, a gift. Therefore we make a brach on the Torah, Neishina Torah. Right, David. When we call to the Torah, Baruch Hashem, no saying, Ha Torah. What is no saying associated with? Look further in the mimer. The Torah matana, a gift, a matona. Hashem gives us a gift, a matona. Okay, this is Medes Rabbe. matana bailum. There are three gifts in the world: Torah, Ma'oros. The illuminaries, right? The sun, the moon, those are gifts. Vihagishamim, and rain. We will continue tomorrow to develop this idea further. Any questions? I'm sorry. you ask about the last, the last three items of Yeah, Matana is going to explain more at length tomorrow. So I, the time is up now. Tomorrow, come back, and we'll learn much more about Matona. But just at this point, we know that there's a third aspect that's not an inheritance, not a Yerusha, and it's not Yagiyah. It comes in a way of gift and what that means. And also, probably what you're wondering, David, is what's the difference between an inheritance and a gift? We'll learn that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Zygazunt, I, I I, have to keep you in suspense so you'll come back. Bye. Bye. Right.